Welcome to the Pioneer Podcast. I'm Matt Richards, and across from me is Billy Kennedy. Billy, it's good to have you here. Thank you, Matt. This is exciting to launch this uh, new initiative. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's going to be fun. We're learning about Pioneer and us being in Pioneer for just over three years now. It's going to be a learning experience for me, but it's also going to be uh, a learning experience for people who are just joining Pioneer or people who are interested in joining yeah, Pioneer yeah. also. And it's good that I'm able to be here in Hesperia, Michigan. Yeah, it's good to have you here. It's uh, the the Great North, the as great North. Uh, some of our other British friends call it. So, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, just to to give everyone a brief understanding of what the podcast is going to be about, we're gonna we're gonna cover to, uh, Pioneer topics, different things like that. But we really want to just sit down and find out the heart of Pioneer. And with Billy being with us today, we can really find out because Billy, you're the international leader of of Pioneer. Yes. So what does that cover? So um, I took on the role to lead the Pioneer Network with my wife, Caroline, back in 2008-9. Okay. Uh, and then in 2019, with the emergence of other networks and other nations, uh, stepped up to take on the role of international leader. Okay. So my role basically is to support the development of emerging networks in different nations. And so that spans from Australia right across Asia, Africa, across to Cuba, and up up into the U.S. of A. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so when we joined, it was very close to when you started to take over for yeah. the international leadership. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right. So it was very early, early days. Um, I think that uh, the network in Australia was the first network to sort of ask if they could become part of, part of Pioneer. Okay. And so it was very much that, that request that sort of made us think, actually, maybe there's a, a need for other places where the vision and the values that we hold to as pioneer are going to be important. So, yeah. so, so, so that's, that, that's how it began with really. it. So it was that, that, that very much that request and we followed up and then we, a bunch of churches in Asia contacted us. And so, so I think we just saw that there was something that we carried that yeah. actually was needed. So, yeah. so, so that's how we've. And, and that's how we became part of pioneer. Right. It was, it was a, we had had multiple prophetic words that we were pioneers. Mm. Like everybody that we talked to, uh, especially um, some of elder leaders in our life said, you're pioneers, you have never gone, you didn't just come into a church and yeah. take over a church, you yeah. created it from the ground up. And, and if you look what pioneers do, they don't go in and just wait for everybody to come in. They go in, they blaze no. that trail, they yeah. go through the, the yeah. thick, the woods, the, the over the rivers to yeah. create a place for yeah. the, uh, settlement. Yeah. And um, so for us, when we, found Pioneer Week first through Richard Annis in, in um, uh, King's Church. Yes. Um, it was very um, it was very exciting. And we were looking for a church network, network that had a lot of the same core values right. as us. Um, but a lot of the, they were cookie cutter and you had to follow their model. But where Pioneer was so um, open and free yeah. to, yeah. you do church how you do it, but there's a few yeah. core values that we have to, we have to follow yeah. and we yeah. agree to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that we are not, um, we're not Starbucks or yeah. McDonald's yeah. or some of those franchises that, you know, I, and again, the, the, there's a place I'm sure for all, all types, but I, but I, I agree that we want to, as, as pioneer, we want to continue to innovate. Yeah. You know, uh, one of our strap lines is about taking the gospel to new places and new spaces. And therefore, it doesn't always look the same. And therefore, in in any family, 
our kids are all different and yep. unique and we want that to be the case within the pioneer network is that we're not expecting every church to now be called pioneer hesperia or yeah. pioneer manchester but yeah. but we're part of the family and we have different different identities different names different focus yep. different shapes different structure but as you say there are some core values that we hold to together yeah and i suppose they're, they're the things that we want to explore uh, in this podcast over yeah. the coming uh, yeah, we're going to really dive into, uh, in the first, uh, hopefully first five or six episodes, really dive into what Pioneer yeah. is, because it is a network that is not like other networks. There, um, it, It's not a denominational network, which is um, really unheard of. Um, there are other networks out there that are non-denominational, but they're all kind of the same mold, yeah. the same breed. But um, yeah, watching Pioneer and um, doing research on it as a um, person looking for a network, you know, starting in like 17, we're looking for like a group of people that had the same values as us. I was like, is there somebody out there? And I'm like, God, what is this? And, and where are we going to find the group of people that are um, in the same uh, thread as us? And, you know, doing research and doing research. And then, um, you know, I heard a... Um, uh, a sermon by Richard in early 17. And I was like, that's in, that's the same thread as right, us. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, I started doing, yeah. I, I had met Richard before, but I, I hadn't heard him talk about yeah, yeah. that. And it was watching him talk about that. And I said to my wife, I said, this is the thread he's in that we're okay, in the same so thread yeah, as that. So you, you felt the connection. Yeah. So doing that, doing right. that uh, research coming across pioneer. And then yeah. I emailed and it was like, I got a, a response back, and then within I think two to three weeks, you and I had had a conversation, right, right, and right. it was it was something that we knew yeah, that God wanted yeah, us to be in. So yeah. I think there's a lot of churches, a lot of groups of, of ministries out there that are are looking for this type of connection. Right, right, right. right. And hopefully you'll you'll have Richard on the podcast. Or yeah, uh, he doesn't know this yet, but Richard, you will be on the podcast. <laughs> but I'm, I'll I'll have to talk with you later about that. But um, yeah, so for you leading pioneer you're now the international leader but you yes. were the uk yes. leader for a yes. while yes yes so um so gerald coates was the founder of pioneer yes um the the movement began i suppose in the charismatic era of the 60s and 70s yes. the sort of jesus, jesus movement yeah. really with a similar sort of thing that was happening in the uk and um I suppose Gerald emerged as the leader. I think there was never the intention to plant churches or start start a network, but 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 as he was getting a hold of what the Holy Spirit was doing, people gathered in in, in his home and he gathered other leaders and and so over time this sort of movement began and yeah. then it was only f formally constituted in in, in 1985 when Pioneer became a thing, it became a Actual League network entity, yeah, uh, and I suppose that's when the sort of network sort of began. Okay, so Gerald Laird, he was a very charismatic, prophetic leader. Um, that was probably one of the, of the hallmarks of being a pioneer. Yeah, um, he passed away uh, sadly April this year. Yeah, so so and I, I know at some point in over the coming months we'll look at some of the hallmarks of Gerald's yeah. leadership and, yeah. and and get some some feedback from people. On, on that yeah i th i think um really researching the, the um 
starting to research Gerald. I've heard about him before, but researching start. I really want to start doing a little bit of a deep dive, for, especially for the newer pioneer people, right. because I didn't know about him. Right. I knew about other leaders in the network, but right. I did not realize right. realize a, a whole lot about him. So, well, there was there was a biography written about three years ago, four years ago. Called it's called Pioneer. Yeah. So yep. um, if you haven't got that, that get get yeah. hold of that. That's on my Amazon wish list. That's so a starting point. And actually, I, what I'll do is at the end of this episode, I will put a link to it on Amazon. So if you guys want to buy the book, I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited about reading it. Excellent. Uh, and there are some other books Gerald wrote as well, which I'm I'm not even sure whether they're in publication still. There are a few. I've, okay. I've looked um, in the U.S. They're a little harder to find. I had to okay. go to Amazon UK to okay. find a few of them okay. and um, some used booksellers. Yeah. So yeah, there are some still around. So we weren't part of Pioneer. We were part of another network that sadly closed in 2003, four. Um, and so we were like an independent charismatic church in Southampton in the UK. 2007-ish, my wife and I were invited into the Pioneer Network to do some work with the team. Um, they, they were in a bit of transition and just needed some help to restructure and yeah. refocus. And so we went in and spent 18 months working with the team. And at the end of that time, um, Gerald said he didn't really feel he was equipped to lead in this new season. And and he felt it was time to transition leadership. So, so we basically, you know, stepped back and said, "Well, you guys now need to to decide who who's going to do that that role." So they began to discuss some names of people in the movement, and then John Noble, who's one of the, of the founding fathers, um, yeah. alongside Gerald, um, who again has written a number of books, was working hold of those. Um, Said, so, well, what about Billy and Caroline Kennedy? <laughs> so we so we laughed, thinking how ridiculous, you know, we're not even part of the, of the movement, and, and they all laughed, and uh, that was it. We thought when when after dinner in in the evening after the meeting, and Gerald sat opposite us, and, and I just halfway through the meal, he turned to us and said, "When John Noble mentioned your names, something left in my spirit, and I think you are the next leader of Pioneer." Well. So that 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 was Gerald. He yeah. he he was someone who simply listened to God, and when God spoke, he acted. Yeah. And how do you argue with that? Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So that that's how we spent eighteen months working with him uh, on the transition. We wanted to make sure that he was comfortable with it, cool with it, you know, emotionally adjusting to it. And, and so we met with him and his wife. Um, on a number of occasions just to sort of process that and then in 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 february 2009 we were we were prayed in to lead the network and and so that's what we we began to do yeah so when uh, gerald said that were you in the mindset of just going back to your church and leading your church and, and continuing on or, or when he said that hey billy and, and carolyn should be leading was that just uh a huge um, shock well, to you? Well, or? Yeah, well I, I'd, I'd always sensed um, and I knew that God had called me to an, what, what I describe as an, as an apostolic ministry. Yeah. We, we'll unpack that in, in, in the yep. podcast. Yep. Um, so I sort of knew that's what I was called to. I, I wasn't called to out be a local pastor. Yeah. I sort of knew that, you know, but I was called into an apostolic ministry. So... It didn't. It it wasn't shocking. It 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 wasn't. You know, it was a it was a surprise to be to be asked or to be to be told that you know this 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 was our future. Yeah. And we had to process with our local leadership as to what that would mean in regards to my time. 
etc. But it, it felt it felt right, uh, and 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 so we had to spend a bit of time processing. But but it felt the the right thing to do. Yeah. So um, right now you lead New Community Church in Southampton, also, but you're getting ready to transition, yeah. as you were saying. Well, earlier. right now until three weeks time. Really, three yeah. weeks. Wow. Yeah. So we we. Um, I think I've been trying to hold both the local leadership of the church and the broader apostolic role. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've done okay, but it just feels now is the time to step back uh, from from the local leadership role. And so there's a, a couple in our church who've been with us for 20 years who are a great couple. And uh, we just felt now is the time for them to, to take on the role to lead yeah. our local church, which is called New Community Church in Southampton. And so October the eighth and ninth is our transition weekend, wow. when we'll be commissioning them into the into the role to to lead the church yeah. into the future. Now, New Community has um, some history that a lot of people don't realize. And you and I have had this discussion earlier with people like Graham Cook and um, people like Martin Smith from Delirious and different have connections with those. Yeah. So there's there's yeah. not this is not a church that's just popped up out of nowhere. There's there's some there's some history to this. Of, yeah. of your church, because when did you start leading New Community Church? So I started to lead the church 2002. 2002. But I, I've been part of the church since 1982. Wow. So almost, well, just 40 years I've been part of the church. Uh, been in various leadership roles uh, in the church. You know, I was the, I did the kids' work initially, children's work, and I did the youth work, and yeah. I, did, I was doing training, and so I covered all aspects. Um, yeah. We launched an event called the Cutting Edge Event with a young worship leader, 19-year-old called Martin Smith back in like 1996, I think it was. Yep. So did that for three years and then they became delirious. Yeah. And as you say, Graham Cook was part of our church for a number of years before moving to the States. And so, so yeah, so we, we've been around since the mid-70s. Again, we were part of the Jesus movement. You know, most of the of the people in the church got saved at university on campus and the church like began because no one else could accept these long herd <laughs> yeah, hippies, I... you know? And so, so that's how the church began in 1975 was the first formal meeting. Um, and, and so we've been around, we had a network of church that we were part of. Um, and then as I say that, that, that closed in the early two thousands. Um, but you know, we, we then found ourselves once again, at the hub of a network called Pioneer. So so it, because the calling on the church was to be a significant apostolic church as well as as, 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 as individuals, it wasn't just a personal thing, it was very much that the church has, has a calling, which I, I believe is, is for all churches, they have callings, they have yeah. focus, and they've they got to live true to that. Yeah, I, I like that because, you know, uh, like again, I said earlier, Pioneer is not a cookie cutter for churches. You know, you and I have had discussions about churches in Australia that are mostly feeding people in need and yeah. and having worship services. And then there's other churches that are literally the only food that their community will get. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a, a, a wide range of how our churches are looking, worshiping, and it's not just, hey, this is how it has to be. This yeah. is... This is um, there's a lot of freedom to move in the body of Christ yeah, in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly so, right. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you the first question, and this is always the hardest question, is okay. what is your favorite food? Ooh, so um, you may or may not know this, Matt, but in England, the most popular meal is an Indian curry called 
chicken tikka masala. I've never had curry. Ah, never. I, I, so I have friends that eat it. it my, my favorite food is is a curry, in particular what's called a danzac, which again, when you come to England, I will take you for a curry, <laughs> and you can experience a danzac. Yeah, we don't we don't get a lot of curry up in in Hesperia. No, oh. no, I I I, I it, it's hard to find a good curry in America. Um, mostly big cities. There, there's yeah. a couple places in in bigger cities around us, but yeah, up here, it's mostly wild animals and, and woods. <laughs> so yeah, we don't find a lot of curry places up here. But so um, you were asked to lead Pioneer, um, or excuse me, asked to lead the international ver- um, arm of Pioneer. Um, what have you seen with um, the the growth of churches? And we, we've we see that Africa is exploding, and um, and a lot of uh, developing nations are are exploding with new churches and new networks and stuff like that. So, what have you seen, and what kind of growth are we seeing in some of these developing nations? Well, I just say that Australia was was the first place that we connected with, and again, it was a bunch of churches that were uh, sort of like on the edge, didn't really fit into the mainstream networks or denominations and yeah. so we, we we've just embraced them we've been able to find a home and 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 as you say they they all look slightly different yeah you know but hold to the values and then in asia there was a small network of churches there that um had been planted out from a, a, a particular church but then that, that that church closed so these 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 guys, these churches then were left orphaned, if you like, and, and yeah. somehow made contact and, and, and we just embraced them. So, yeah, I mean, from what <coughs> you're saying is you're taking on a very apostolic fatherly role for a lot of these churches yeah. because um, what I've found, and, and I don't know if, if you're seeing the same thing, but in a lot of um, areas, there's um, uh, orphan believers and orphan Christian yeah, churches yeah, yeah, that yeah. have been either left on their own yeah. or they don't have mothers and fathers. <laughs> yes. So yeah. you're taking on that fatherly exactly. role of, of exactly. helping them. Exactly. And then in Africa, um, I think what, what, what I found in Africa was that a lot of, ch- a lot of independent churches. Yeah. So a lot of churches full stop, but, but, but mostly independent. So what they are beginning to discover after a while is that being independent isn't great. Yeah. You know, um, so, but they, what they don't want is to be in a controlling environment. Yeah. But, uh, again, sadly, many of the denominations in, in Africa are, so, so they don't know where to go. And, and, and so then we have come along or we've connected and, and we're talking about a network where there's freedom. Yeah. Yet there's accountability. Yep. and people are jumping in and and so in South Africa in Zambia in Kenya in Tanzania Uganda Liberia Ghana Nigeria wow. um, Sierra Leone Guinea you know it just there's there are people who are gathering forming networks and so so again part of the purpose of our podcast Matt as you know is to is to seek to get the consistency of the values pumped out, yeah, and and so hopefully there'll be people listening to this in some of those nations, yeah. And that's what I love is we can we can 
push the push our values and, and, and expand our values to the places that don't have that yeah. reach. Um, you know, yeah. may not have the best internet connections, may not have the best cell phone services, but we can we can take this to them yeah. Yeah. without having to physically yeah. be there with the technology yeah. we have today. It, it yeah. may, allows me and you to sit here and for somebody five thousand miles away to be able to, right. you know, um, take a, a nugget of information or nugget of wisdom from that. Right. So, right. and that's what we really want. We want to. Yeah expand what God is doing yeah. in Pioneer and yeah. to um, encourage the churches that are in Pioneer, but also to help other churches say, hey, maybe this is the network for me. Yeah, yeah. And um, exciting development in Cuba. I think yeah. I mentioned that to you. Yeah. You know, there's a network of house churches in Cuba that we are uh, supporting. Um, and then across Europe and different places as well. So, And there are a few churches in the States who, yep. who yep. Um, have begun to connect. And so, again, we're just working out what that looks like in regards to uh, developing yeah. those, those I mean, connections. I, I think it's six now. Yeah, uh, yep. uh, but, but the U.S. is such a huge place. Yeah. It's, it's how does it work in this yeah. on this continent? Because every one of us are at least 10 to 12 hours away, most well, exactly. of the churches. So it's, exactly. it's such a large area. But, yeah, I mean, there there is, and even since we've started, in 19, we've seen three other churches added on. So, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's definitely growing, and I think God is, is yeah. definitely doing something in the move. But yeah, yeah. Um, stepping back a little bit, I wanted to uh, just, um, we had talked about your history with Pioneer and your church. I wanted to um, talk about uh, um, your relationship how with Jesus. How were you raised? Were you raised in the church? Were you... Yeah, so I was. My father... Um, was a Baptist minister actually? Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I vowed I would never ever go into the ministry. <laughs> um, and then when I was about nineteen, and uh, God spoke to me through um, there's a scripture that appears three times in the Bible. I think in Kings, Chronicles, and the Book of Acts. And and I I, I read the same scripture in the, in 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 each place in the same week. Wow. And it was this. It says about David and Solomon. It said to uh, God spoke to Solomon said, your father had it on his heart to build me a house. But it was Solomon, his son, who built the house. Yeah, because David was a man of war. Yeah. And yeah. so so I felt God speak to him and say, you know, your father, like David, has done many great things, but I have called you specifically and uniquely to build something for me. Yeah. So it, it gave me a sense of freedom. To actually, I, I don't need to be like my father in the sense of I'm not a David. I'm I'm a Solomon. Yeah, and, and and there was something about building and 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 church. Uh, my father's primary gift was as an evangelist, which um, he he got saved out of a non non church background, um, and so that almost gave me a sense of call. But I was brought up in a very conservative evangelical environment. Um, moved to Southampton with my work. I, I worked in retail management uh, and um, got baptized in the Holy Spirit within the first couple of weeks that I was in Southampton. Joined the church that I'm now uh, part of uh, and and uh, the rest is history. So that was my sort of leading into things. And so I think when I first uh, joined the church, my parents thought I was backsliding because, you know, they, <laughs> they, they couldn't cope with the charismatic yeah and they've obviously come around since but um at the time they're a bit nervous thinking yeah. this, this a bit of a shock to them exactly, like yeah, especially exactly. i grew up baptist yeah, too yeah so growing up baptist it's you're in church every sunday morning for at least two services and then you're at church sunday evening and um 
yeah, the charismatic, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, it was like, what? Yes, <laughs> so yes, yeah, yes, it, it, it's taken some time for them to get used to yes. uh, a charismatic yes. uh, son, per se, yes. well, exactly. compared to what they grew up with. Yeah, no, yeah so we met Caroline, um, I, I, I met Caroline uh, in um, 83, 84, and um, got married, three kids, David, Aaron, and Daniel, so two boys and a girl, and they're all married, and we have now five grandsons, <laughs> all on what, what seven, three, three, one, one. <laughs> That's a handful if you get them all together yeah, in one it's room. Yeah, great. So there is a burger joint called Five Guys, and yep. so we want to get a nice photo op to get all five <laughs> of the boys outside Five Guys. Yeah, That's funny. <laughs> Get them all with a hamburger, and then they'll be happy. That <laughs> yeah. you get them hamburgers, and they'll be sitting there. Otherwise, they'll be yeah. they'll be everywhere. So, yeah. Yeah. but all right. So, Billy, thank you for joining me for the first episode. Thank you so much for joining us for the very first episode of the Pioneer Podcast. If you'd like to find out more about Pioneer as a network, link is in the description. If you want to subscribe to the Pioneer Podcast, you can go to www.pioneerpodcast.org. Thanks again for joining us. We will see you next time.